This is Jim, and welcome to Second Chance Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to another week of the Second Chance Moped Podcast. Yes, we're here. We're back in the basement, and we have white walls. Not tires, but walls, actually. I painted. Like, it's no longer the prison motif. But what's funny is my guess walls are not quite the, at least through the cell phone, it's not quite the, it's a dark color like my basement was. Mine was almost a shade of that, but only green. I find it funny. Um, Yeah, dude, like baker's bike's not done for anybody who's wondering uh i have a plan sure i have all the parts the pieces uh i've kind of figured out what i'm gonna do for my wiring um i gotta thank chad just for kind of talking me into it It, but like the wiring hardest i got was a universal one and it's for a motorcycle so i just gotta like snip like five feet of fucking wire out of it not really but like 24 inches of wiring out of it just to make everything easier for me um motor i mean it's putting the fucking hobbit motor together you know i've done one or two so i got a good idea what i'm doing there um yeah and then andy when you listen to this your cases will go in the mail saturday yeah we'll say saturday um yeah dude i'm i'm really excited i've got a lot of shit figured out uh i finally so everybody who follows me on Facebook and like has seen my shit. I finally got my car shit kind of settled out, settled. Uh, they totaled it. Uh, it's been going on a month. Thank you state farm because you're awesome for like losing my car in an impound lot. And you guys had to pay a thousand bucks. That was pretty sweet. Um, and like, I had to call you to tell you how to do your job several times, you know, but that's sweet. I'm okay with that. You know, wasn't angry at all. Um, yeah, but hey, I'm making a shitload of money on that car because I got a deal on it and whatever. I don't care. But if anybody out there has a, you know, like a 2015, 16 Subaru Outback, talk to your boy because I got to I gotta get one here by Saturday because <laughs> my rental car has to be back. Um, Yeah, they you know, I, I love that I've cost State Farm this much money. You know, a month of a rental car. Like whatever that is, yeah, dude, I I love it. Screw corporations, especially when they're lazy and like don't do their jobs. Um, I'm really excited about Bakers. Everything's coming together. Uh, I really think like the bike's gonna be complete this weekend. Like I'm inching on it during the week, and like I'm I I decided to like do a whole bunch of home projects. And like now those are all put on pause because you know folk primary focus is on bakers. Colby and I have our leave date. I gotta book our super eight hotel so we can steal pillows. And yeah. Um my guest who I have, like we talked about coming on once or twice and like things didn't line up. But I'm kinda interested because like I've heard stuff about him, positive, good, great, unlike, you know, whatever. Um and just he's got a lot of fucking cool bikes and like, yeah. So I just wanted to talk to him and like find out just more about him. So with that, I'll introduce my guests. What's up, Jim? This is Matt Mitchell. I'm uh, calling in from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, and I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. No, I like to, I like to get to know people. Cause like, you know, maybe you can relate a little bit, but like I get so annoyed with like the Minnesota hello or the Midwest hello, like, hey, how are you doing? They just walk by. It's like, don't yeah. even fucking do that to me. Like, and that's why, like, I can come across crass to people because, like, if I don't want to have a conversation with you, I'm probably not even going to acknowledge you. Like, I, and that's a me thing. Like, I'm crazy. I know this. I'm okay with that at this point. Um, but, like, that's what I dig about this. Like, I get to meet people and find out about their stories. So, Matthew. Here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go through people's moped journey. I eat the very first time they ever seen a moped. To you know, smile ride, middle part of the journey, what it's like today. So, Matthew, what was your very first memory of ever seeing a moped? Not necessarily getting on, but you can conceptually remember that was a moped. So I've got an interesting story for that. Before I do that, and maybe you haven't done this in a while. I haven't listened to an episode in a little bit. What the fuck? I specifically (laughs) made... I made a cup of coffee 
two. Nice. I am not drinking coffee tonight. I just wanted to get in the coffee slurp for you. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So... Th there's an art to the slurp. Don't worry. Um, yeah, dude. I, I don't I know what. It. Like, it's because I've been fucking. I honestly, people, like, I get up at like right around quarter to six every day, and I am running till nine thirty at night, and I shower and I crash and I do it all over again. Like, it's. Ugh. But you know, I love I love life today. So whatever. It's good. So okay, I'll give you my first uh, moped journey. So this. And there's a huge gap in here, but the first mm -hmm. time I saw a moped and knew that it was a moped or knew that it was something different that I hadn't really seen before was when I moved, I moved to San Francisco when I was 17. Okay. What? No, you so, know me and my time frames. What year was this? This would have been 2006. Okay. I'm 34 now. So this yeah. is 2006. Moved to San Francisco, uh, did the classic. I dropped out of high school, which is nice. you know wonderful at the time. Wise and, choice. I love these already building wise life decisions, dropping out of high school, and you ride mopeds. Okay, sweet. Yeah, and ran to San Francisco with the girl I was dating at the time and my best friend. We all went there together. And, and somewhere around 2007, end of 2007, maybe into 2008, I'm living on Haight and Fillmore. Uh, awesome. Francisco, I'm living on Haight Street. Yeah. You know, dream come true. I'm like 18 years old. Um, somehow tricked this bar into letting me bartend there <laughs> uh, with a fake ID. Life is good, right? And at that time, the creatures are like in full force. Okay, mm -hmm. so they are just like ripping around the city all the time on, on in a huge pack on mopeds. And... They look sweet, right? They have mm -hmm. like vest on and they look gnarly and their bikes sound gnarly and all that. So that was it. That was the first time I saw a moped and was like, what is happening there? <laughs> you know, what's going on? And so from that moment, uh, you know, I'm living in the city. I don't have a car and I'm thinking, what a great little mode of transport, right? Yeah, dude. Uh, be able to get up to work and whatever. And so I started looking all over Craigslist for a moped or maybe i'm even searching for like scooter thing that looks like a bike i don't even know a, yeah yeah and i stumble on a completely stock really in great shape vespa chow beautiful dude yeah single speed uh blue uh you know all the gray little side boxes it had all the stuff the mm -hmm. turn signals worked like totally stock and I rode the absolute shit out of that Vespa Chow all over the city for two years, probably. And um, I'm guessing it was stocked the whole time. And that's why you got away doing that. It was stocked the whole time. Yeah. And that, so that was the difference is I remember buying this thing. The guy started it for me and I was like, yeah, perfect. Here's some amount of money. I'm riding this home. This is the best day of my life. No, no, no. Back up, back up. You're not going to get away with that shit with me. How much did you pay for your first bike? So that's why I said some amount of money, because I really don't remember. But I think it was somewhere in like the $250 to $300 range. Dude, West Coast prices even back then, you stole that bike. Like, feel yeah, good about yeah, yourself. Yeah, for sure. And I think you, you know, I, and at the time, I didn't know what any of this was worth, but this thing just was beautiful. I mean, it was like mm -hmm. perfect condition. It looked great. Um he gave me a little gas can with it, you know, the whole thing. Uh, Dude, that's so I, that's a big win right there. Yeah, for sure. So I ride this thing all over. And I remember um, I never ran into any of like the creatures or any other moped people in the city personally. But I would see them and just think something is very different between my Vespa child that goes 22 miles an hour mm -hmm. and this person on whatever bike they're riding that's way louder way faster and just seems way cooler in every way <laughs> right um never knew what that was didn't get into like aftermarket parts or uh or any of that stuff mm -hmm. so that was kind of the first running with mopeds a long time ago mm -hmm. so i'm guessing and we don't have to give it a whole deal so like i'm guessing you left san francisco and left the bike or sold the bike or what happened with the bike Yep. Left San Francisco, sold the bike. Um, interestingly, so the, the girl that I was with and we moved out there together, she bought the bike off me. Awesome. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
that's weird how like our our stories are different but there's some weird parallels like fuck i think it was like 15 years ago i was riding mopeds and like i walked away from them and like i'm i I still have those bikes that i was riding but like the itch caught me and i just let it go for and i don't know why and then this time the bug just fucking got in got its hooks in and it's fucking over um so let's talk about like the second round or was there a third round or how how did you get back into them so this is second round so yeah leave san francisco live a couple different places end up settling back in michigan where and this is where i'm from um you know and get a job and like whatever do a little bit of uh, i'm doing air quotes conventional growing up and at some point it comes which time means where, you're going to bed before 1 a.m right uh, not no not okay. even really. okay. <laughs> just that i'm like generally showing up for a job pretty regularly and have yeah. a paycheck and and have you know what it is it's just you get to a point where you're like whoa i have extra money i should do something mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to get there but when i finally me did, too brother <laughs> yeah. but when i finally did um i thought i want to get into something and uh, so slightly before this i bought a vw camper van that was okay. the big kind of like this is something i'm going to get into and did that for a while and then somewhere in there thought how much fun would it be to have like a small bike that i bring with me mm-hmm. um that when i'm camping i can go like bop around on a little bike and it was like it clicked and i remembered mopeds awesome and what year what time what year frame is this so this is like i was trying to think before i came on to try to pinpoint it was 2018 or 2019 okay it might have been fall of 2018 something like that um so i remember them again i again, remember weird parallels between our stories so, sorry for interrupting because like it's okay 2018 is when i got back into it too okay right on um so yeah so i i remember them And then same thing. I like hit, you know, Craigslist isn't so active anymore. I'm hitting Facebook marketplace and I end up finding my first bike to get back into it. It's kind of funny because it was like way too nice was a perfectly stock, beautiful UPS Magnum. Awesome. And I bought it from, I don't remember exactly what they call them. There's some dude in like Ohio. That's like some butcher of something. (laughs) that is known for taking apart really nice bikes and parting them out. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there's one guy in Wisconsin that like parts bikes out all the time. Like he'll buy them just to part, and they're not necessarily nice. Like I've seen him sell whole bikes, but like somebody called him the butcher. Like I almost bought a bike off of once and like he was full of shit on it. So I drove three hours to drive back three hours without a bike. Damn. Okay. Yeah, because my money yeah, this... sits in my pocket just fine. I'm not that attached to anything I'm about to buy. Yeah, yeah. This guy had some cool, like, uh, lore-type name of, like, the Butcher of Belvedere, and he <laughs> chopped up every bike he ever gets, you know, or something. <laughs> but it, this one was really nice. I got it from him. Um, and it kind of went the same path. Like, got it home, and I just rode the shit out of that UPS Magnum all over the place doing 31 miles an hour, you know, it's a ZA bottom end, yep. all that. Um, and then slowly somewhere in there stumbled on moped army, mm-hmm. um, stumbled into the vast universe that is Treatland, um, and stumbled into, whoa, this is a whole thing that people do. Right. And yeah. people, and people know each other through it and rallies and all that stuff. Um, so that was kind of, that bike was like the rebirth of getting back into mopeds. Right on. So what was your first thing that you bought on Treatland? Ooh, good question. Okay. Um, so first thing I didn't buy off Treatland. So I'm lucky that I'm really close to Detroit Moped Works, right? Uh, right on. Alex, um, great guy. Alex, great dude. And uh, and Jackson's working there now and Jackson's rad. Um, Jackson is fucking insanely rad. I think you Jackson's, yeah. yeah. Jackson's one of my favorite favorite peeps favorite peeps i've met through mopeds and just in general he's such a such a good guy Um, and like my experience with jackson have been brief but like i don't know what it is but there's just something about that guy if you don't like him 
there's something wrong with oh, you. Like, no, yeah. the problem. Yeah. yeah. No, he's just like the best, best dude. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think I looked, I like looked it up and was like, whoa, there's a moped shop in Detroit. It's 30 minutes from me. And I just drove mm-hmm. down there and uh, Alex had this pipe that was just perfect for like a stock setup, you know, and it was a circuit pipe. And it was like, he's like, you'll probably do 36 miles an hour with this pipe. And yeah. I slapped it on and sure as shit, I did 36 miles an hour. And you and blew so your a- seals out and blew it up. No, I'm no, sure. actually I, I didn't. It, it ran great. Um, but that was the first thing I bought. And then it went quickly to, he kind of gave me like the basic ZA without having to rebuild it, build. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, all right, if you keep your RPMs under, you know, 9,000, your stock crank should be fine. He's like, so K-Star kit, flip your second clutch, you know, throw on a big front sprocket. You'll do 45 reliably all the time and you shouldn't have to rebuild it. So that's, that's the route that it went. And one thing I'll say about Alex, he is definitely known for his ZA builds. So like, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and did all the classic funny things like, flip the second clutch, put the roller bearings in backwards and that, you know, it would, it wouldn't engage. And I'm sitting there revving on the stand, like all that shit, man, just mm-hmm. a tail as old as time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that bike actually, it just stayed like that. It was so reliable that that was ended up being the loaner I would give to people. Cause it was just so easy to ride and it wasn't too fast. Dude, um, that's awesome that you loan out a, like, and that's a, for a lot of people, that's a very desirable bike. And like, yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, like pretty close. I had rides where my dad rode that bike. I had some friends visit from California. They rode that bike. Had tons of people ride that bike. Um, and then sold it actually last year to, uh, if you know Doug uh, Coleman and the Zeros. Yeah, I believe. Like, there's so many Zeros. It's like your extended like, family, like cousins you know you met, but you don't have a fucking clue who they are. I know yeah, Doug like and I have talked. Of them. Yeah, I know Doug and I have had conversations. Right now, I'm blanking on the face. Yeah, is is nice Doug <clears throat> is Doug from Detroit? He is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then yeah. I know who Doug is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or maybe he lives in Ferndale or something like that. But yeah, it's all Detroit to me. All so. the metro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. So he's he's got that bike now, and as far as I know, that same like basic ZA build is still gone. Awesome. Um, so okay, you sold that bike. So obviously, let's rewind. You're you're picking up some bikes in between here. What are you down the rabbit hole? Where like you're yes. buying left and right? <laughs> yes, yeah, I went hard. So uh, after that UPS um, uh, girl I was with at the time, no longer, but got her because I had this fantasy that we'd ride mopeds together right all over the place. So yeah, picture because yeah, that's what picture. girls want to do. Good <laughs> yeah. call. I feel like I've proven to myself over and over. That's just not really the case, but no. you know, they might so ride with you, but you're not like, yeah. And know what? If girls are getting mad, who the two that listen list, you are awesome. And you're everything that everybody, yeah. I don't know. I'm fucking a dick. Right you're right. Or whatever. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, that's what keeps our hope alive that we're going to just have girls that like mopeds as much yeah, as we yeah. do. Uh, <laughs> so ended up picking up like one of those, like, pretty mint green maxis um and kind of built that up a little bit but still really uh super mild um and had that and then really what launched it down the rabbit hole was some guy and i'm not gonna remember his name but he was like in royal oak or something was selling uh his lot of mopeds he was getting out of the game and in there was a hobbit PA 52, um, a Magnum XK, the red Magnum. Okay. Um, a city bike. Those are so underrated. I like, those are ultra rare in Minnesota. Like we never got those. So like, that is something I, I said, I'm not buying mopeds right now because like I have enough fucking projects, but like if I saw a decently priced city bike pop out, it'd be pretty hard to say no to. Right on. I might know of a hundred dollar city bike for you. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. Uh, God damn it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it had something else. Uh, P.S. I still have bikes at the fucking zero shop that have been there. Yeah. So like I have yeah. bikes in multiple fucking states at this point that I need to 
squat. Okay. Anyways, anyways. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I think it maybe had, it maybe had another Hobbit that I, but it was like in a box and I used yeah. it for some parts and got rid of the rest. Sounds so that's like a Hobbit. So somewhere in there I had like, I had like five and a half bikes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Magnum got, you know, it was an E50 that got a rebuild K-Star, uh, like the treats, like people's pipe. And I think that was, that was probably the first time I did like high forties or 50 on a moped and was like, mm-hmm. holy shit, this is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Hobbit went down the classic, like DR kit, used the stock head. So it just seized all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Better, <laughs> better reblock, uh, slightly bigger carb, a pipe, notch the variator, did all that, you know, did all that and did like 53 on that Hobbit and felt like I was like, you know, breaking the fucking sound barrier (laughs) on a Hobbit. And so that, I feel like that was really where I was like, whoa, there's a lot of parts. You can make these things pretty quick and they're super fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. dude, like Hobbits are such a wormhole. Like I still can't get out of it. Like, yeah, it's always, Mm -hmm. it's always that chase of very, yeah. Okay. Oh, and then somewhere in there too, kind of when all that was happening, I think maybe we're now in like the next winter after moped version two rebirth for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided to do like a full build, like frame, paint everything, try to make it look pretty, do all that. Right. Um, so I, I wanted to do a Magnamax and yeah. uh, I found a frame. Um, I found a tank you know, found, uh, Alex actually at DMW had a kickstart bottom end. Um, so I did all that and, uh, that was a lot of fun. That was like rebuild the motor, uh, do a Polini. Um, I think I had like Makuni VM 18 on it. Yeah, I yeah. painted the frame in like line X. I <laughs> put a, a Simonini pipe on it. Hell uh, yeah. Put some knobbies on it because it's a Magnum X, of course. Yeah. Put some EBRs on it. Like, really tried to take some time and build this bike and make it nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've still got that one, and that was a lot of fun, too. Um, How much do you ride that, though? Like, I fell in that game with the Tomos. I still, like, I still want the Tomos TX. And this is my problem. I I, I bought one from Justin out of Richmond. And I was at, at Nashville this year. And, like, I had it leaned up against the wall. And like, I'm, I wanted it and like, I still want one, but like, I'm a pretty nice person. I like to think, and this Josh Davis, uh, from Nebraska came up to me. He's like, so what's up with that Tomos? I'm like, well, I just bought it. He goes like, I'd really like to buy that from, for my daughter. And like, he pulled the fucking daughter card out on me and I'm like, God damn it. And then like. He started, he like, we had the worst negotiation ever. And people were like, what the fuck is going on here? Like he goes, I paid 300 for the bike. I think he goes, I'll give you 350. And I said, 280. And then like, I I heard of this. Yeah. 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 Like we just finally went to like 305 or some shit like that. Like you, uh, you maybe told me about this because we talked a little in Nashville at the Dagger Valley. Yeah. Okay. Okay. you told me about this reverse negotiation where you negotiated yourself into a worse deal yeah, um, because you're being friendly. Yeah. That's well, funny. it's mopeds, dude. Like for me, especially on like a bike that just changing hands, I am yeah. not looking, I'm not making a dollar on that shit, especially when I've done nothing. I mean, I yeah. might, I might say like I sell a bike I'm that I just picked up and I might try to get 20 bucks for gas, Yeah, but I'm not even looking for that. I've done that a couple of times. I had a, at some point in some other big moped lot that I bought from this, um, this person down in Ohio, there was like a really ratty Magnamax. And I think I ended up, but it was complete, you know, in stock. Mm-hmm. And I think I paid 600 for it. And then someone came along in my area in Ipsy or in Ann Arbor and they wanted a Magnamax like so, so bad, but they had like 400 to spend. I was like, yep, yeah, that's a deal. Yeah. Um, or did the same thing with the Sebring recently that I got for, you know, a good deal. It was kitted and it ran good and it was 500. It was a Motor City Riot um, rally bike from a mm-hmm. few years ago. 
And then someone local like really wanted it and I let it go for cheaper. It's because like, yeah, sweet. Like it's, someone it's else karma. And like Andy Scout like said, he goes, I don't believe in mopeds for money. And like I get it. If you're a builder and you make it clean and you want to get some money, dude, that's awesome. Like sure. if I'm if I build like I hate selling bikes. I hate promising people bikes. Like I finally got the boss's bike done. Like and I told him I'll probably never fucking do that again because I hate I hate deadlines. I hate, I hate deadlines. Like, yeah. and then I feel bad cause I'm not getting it done. And it's just like, I don't want to work on. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. you, you know how I it goes, it. dude. Like you, you buy and sell stuff down again. Like it's, it's a part of the, yeah. But anyways, back to the bikes and back to you. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was kind of like the first wave. And then man, however much you want to go into it, I've had, a lot of bikes since then. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about your first rally you went to, because obviously you're hitting some rides, you're hitting some rallies. Like, what was yeah. that like? Like your first, because I, that was a life changing thing for me. Was my first group ride. Like, it it awoken something in me that was very dormant. Yeah. So first group ride was cool, and how I got into them too was obviously like organic and just kind of individual. Like I was just buying bikes and doing it myself. But then a couple of my buddies who were not into mopeds at all, just kind of, you know, they each took a, ro- a ride on one of mine and they were like, holy shit, what is this? This is too mm-hmm. much fun. And so I had like a good friend of my Nate who got a bike, a uh, good friend of my Bobby got a bike, a friend of my Nick got a bike. So we kind of had our own little crew and we would go ride and like ranch a little bit. But then riding around Ann Arbor, Ipsy, like you're going to run into some moped people, right? Yeah. Like you got, you got no-nos that are still out here. You mm-hmm. got... Uh, the moped brothers the clarks are out here you've got like old members of the guns that are still like putting putting around Mm -hmm. uh so you you just kind of start running into people and i had a couple different people that pull over in a car when i was riding a moped and be like who are you you're on a moped (laughs) you're you know you're in ipsy you're in ann arbor and i don't know you how is this possible yeah and so i started meeting a couple people um and so what really started for group rides is we started doing, I think it was Wednesday night back then. And we meet at this coffee shop in Ypsilanti and mm-hmm. uh, do a ride like through Ann Arbor, you know, whatever it is, we pick something, someone will lead it. And, you know, I kind of like the height of that, we were getting a solid 15 people out every week, you know? Dude, awesome. Yeah. And that was like such a blast. And that was kind of the first, first time of like taking some decent group rides you know, stopping at a park and all hanging together and getting to know each other and just like yeah. talking about these like silly goofy bikes. Um, and that was just like so much fun, man. I like look back at that summer. That was probably, I think that was like 20 summer of 2019 that those started mm-hmm. definitely like hit like a good stride in 2020 actually during COVID. Cause, uh, we had not a lot to do and that was, yeah. we would stay outside and wear masks and be like careful and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, I look back at that fondly, man. That was so much fun. Um, yeah, yeah. And met a lot of those people, met the Clarks, met some of the no-nos, Brad Hales out here. He'll like come ride, you know, like yeah. lots of different people. Um, so then we still do those. Like we're going to kick those off on Thursdays uh, going forward. Um, you know, people are busy, but try to try to get people out. Um, yeah. But first, first rally I went to was well, the first like big ride thing, I don't know if you, I don't think you were there for that, but the decons did something in Kalamazoo that was probably 50, 60 people and mm-hmm. they shot some like video footage and it was just a one day thing. I heard, see, I was in and around, I was in Michigan actually that weekend because okay. if you remember when, do you remember when I won the, I won the Zeros raffle bike they did a couple years ago? It was a yes. motor became who the fuck is James Henry, Andy? Love you. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like, I remember just hearing them talking about that and I'm like, Oh, maybe nah. And then I end up getting a cold from one of the kill from the KMR crew. Like that was okay. great. Riding 10 hours with like a flu cold. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. That's um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember hearing about that. Like they, I heard they had a good turnout. They did it for a TV show somewhere, the Travel Channel or something like that, didn't they? Yeah, it was something like that. It was like some highlights of Kalamazoo, you know, and like they included in there that they're they were like this is Moped Army is a big thing, and this is like kind of the birthplace, you know. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, so that was fun. Did a ride, hung out at the coffee shop that uh, Dan or whatever owns. And yeah, you know, dude, that was a trip. That- for, I didn't realize where I was for like 15, and everybody's heard the story a thousand times by now, but like, I was so dead tired after I left Chad shop and like, I didn't realize where I was until I, I was leaving. Like, really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so that was fun. So that was a big group ride and that was like a blast. Um, but then the first rally official rally I went to was actually the daggers. Oh, okay. Interesting. So that's, yeah. so that's been it. And then that obviously was enormous and yeah. like super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that was huge. I still don't know. Like, how many people do you think were there? I I have to believe it was over two hundred. I mean, I have. I like, you would have I to like ask. I could probably I could probably hit one of them up and ask like, what was your register count? Like, yeah, how many people were registered? Because like, if it wasn't two hundred, man, it was scraping the teeth of two hundred. That's it I was mean, close. that's yeah, yeah. I mean, and I got like last year was really awesome because. It just happenstance. I feel like I got to the two biggest rallies of the year. Like some of us, like I ended up booking a flight and then some Minnesota people ended up booking after me, like going out to um, Seattle. And so like, and that was another like damn near 200. Um, I feel like Nashville was a hair bigger, not like compared is apples and oranges. Cause like the West coast scene, dude, like that is such that's tough just because like, you know, where you're at, dude, you can go like three hours in any directions and you're hitting five different clubs. You're hitting five exactly. different riding cities. Dude, yeah. they're hit. They got to drive like eight Long hours life. to get anywhere. Like, yeah. And I encourage people to go to the puddle cutters rally. That is going to be low key. Probably the, one of the best rallies of the year. Like okay. I th- just riding wise. Cause Portland is fucking awesome like portland is portland is rad having a yeah going there for a rally would be a lot of fun um i am my my not most recent but the one before that big trip i took in my vw camper van i did like two months in the baja peninsula Mm -hmm. and ended up going up to portland i did you know hit san francisco on the way back up and did the coast and all that and then ended up back in portland for a few days too and that's just such a cool city um Mm -hmm. it'd be rad to be there for a rally and it's like I've wanted to I wanted to hit more, but you know how it goes, man. Just like life gets in the way. Um, mm-hmm. I also have some fantasy of like packing up a bike, some tools in my van, and like a whole summer of rallies, like hit every single one. Um, so I it'd think, be. I appreciate anybody who can do that. Like, and I hit a lot. I hit a lot of shit last year. That's that's a lot, dude. Like that'd be fucking rat. Like this year, it could you could almost hit one every weekend except for the dead June is such a dead kind of a dead spot there. Like yeah. Ramps dude, back June up. Is. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm hoping to hit a couple this summer, but what I'm really focused on is one of those rallies, the moped brothers, the Clark brothers mm-hmm. um, is that, that's at my house. Oh, it's okay. It's at your property. I knew you were involved and we're going to do a whole like, uh, Dylan, <clears throat> Dylan reached out to me. We're going to do a whole preview show about that. Cause like Wait. I wanted to just, yeah. And there better be a goddamn nacho bar there. Fucking oh, <laughs> it's all about nachos, dude. There's going to be dude, a huge beautiful. nacho bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, everybody who is like all my favorite, like upper Midwest people will be there. So like, I have to, I have to go. That's, Brad. um, that's one I'm going to like I'm only planning. I I don't know. What do you plan on going for rallies? Like I feel like it's been all about me. Like, what what do you think you're doing this year? So I'd love to hit. Um, I'd love to hit the decons. Now it's just a a, a day thing, but I'd love mm-hmm. to hit that. Um, you know, obviously you got the one in my house, so I got a lot of planning and stuff that we're gonna kind of put together for that. So it's gonna take a good amount of my time. Um, and then I think, dude, just go to Costco and get like five like one gallon things of nacho cheese and a whole bunch yeah. of bags and you're good. You're good. I'm going to do, do a little plug on the Clarks though, because that we were all like, how do we serve nachos for a hundred plus or 150 people or whatever? And at one point I was like, well, we can just have like a big warmed up vat of nacho cheese, but no, 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 Jim, that does not work. No. So the, according to the Clarks, real nachos has to be real cheese melted over the top. So we're, 
where I think we're going to have a torch. I don't know, man. It's going to get crazy, but it's got to be done right. Um, we're also having some live music, so we're going to build like a bit of a stage out in my yard. Oh, so nice. it's a, it's a there'll be some prep for sure, but um, but it's coming together, man. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, it'll be a camping rally. I've got a bunch of land, so a lot of space and for like, that. I know I've overused the word low key, but I think that's going to be the fun rally of the year. Like I, I've said that to people. Like, I mean, it seems like everybody's turning out to Chicago. Like, yeah, sure. A lot of people are going to end up in Chicago, which I'm going to be there as well. But yeah. I think riding, like, the Dagers are going to have a fun rally. Like I've heard whispers of the route. It's going to be rad. Um, and everybody has their own thing. I'm trying to get on Moped Army here just to see if there's any updates because it's just seemed like all of a sudden, boom, they're all there. Yeah. I'm excited for Upjet, dude. Like, thank yeah. you, Parker. Like, I'm flying in. Are you going to make it out? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I've got booked flights. I'm actually flying out Thursday night next week. So, okay. And... Yeah, because that's like not this weekend, but the one after. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm going to fly out Thursday and then fly home Sunday. Um, but yeah, we got that May 2nd, May 12th and 13th. Um, I got to ride, got to ride mopeds in New York, dude. Like, yeah, decons the 27th of course bakers uh 31st through the 9th everybody i highly encourage you to go to bakers doesn'trun.com i think is what it is um mm-hmm. check out the dates and i know like come hang out with us like if you're anywhere near anything like you know come down to arkansas like see us on our day off like we'll all be haggard and like wondering our poor life decisions but like come to new orleans it'll be rad um yeah yeah, and then you got. I, agree. I was gonna say I, I the last two years this year I you know I was like thinking oh, I have to do Baker's dozen I have to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, this year it's gonna pass me by too, just like life getting in the way. But yeah. next year I am not missing it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to do it. Dude, that's awesome. Um, so. I can't I can't encourage people enough. Like, cause I learned from like my accident in life. You can't say next year, cause like you are our mo our time is precious and i have to fucking do shit and i have to do shit now uh we got puddle cutters camp remix friendship uh barney buddy i hope you have a good recovery um barney got in a little accident here a little bit ago Uh, Uh june 23rd through the 25th daggers we're still your daddy dude you know they're gonna put out a riders rally there uh, oh, it's yeah. gonna be hot. I might just go to fuck with those guys because, like, I love heat and I love humidity. And I'll be like, uh-huh. dude, it ain't that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe I'll get my ass kicked on that. How is your guy? Like, and we'll, we can talk about. Uh, we got L- LGN Philly Fun Fist. Um, yeah, dude. Like, that's Philly. So that I think they need to retake uh, Detroit's rally theme as you probably won't die you probably you probably won't get murdered yeah yeah. i think they just you probably won't die like Mm -hmm. last year there's no near fatality so got that then we got uh moped brothers for that nacho average rally and i want to always call the clarks the clark family band for some reason i don't know why i call call them that every time i see them yeah it's and they're such good fucking people like good good people like love like love them all um nice little a nice little plug for the moped brother. So I, I wanted to, I just wanted to see a rally in Ann Arbor, right? Cause mm-hmm. I'd asked the no-nos, when did you guys have a, a, a rally last? And then the guns have been gone for a long time. Right. So I'm just like, Ann Arbor needs a rally. So I just offered up my property. I've got a little over four acres. I'm like, this is a perfect spot. And yeah. so I offered her up to the no-nos and to, uh, and to the Clark, Clark family band. And I was like, do you guys want to collab on a rally? Do you want, uh, it's basically like, here's my space, use it. Let's make this happen. Figure it out. Yeah. And Brad of the no-nos was like, I don't think we have the bandwidth for it, but you guys should run with it, do it, you know? And so mm-hmm. Clark brothers, we started planning and then they actually patched me in and my buddy Bobby in. So we're Oh, you both... got patched in, dude. Well, you should yeah. have said the fucking club you're repping. I fucking love the club. Yeah. No, yeah, it's yeah. all good. I was, I was going to plug it in somewhere, but yeah, we were officially part of the Clark family band. I think I have to change my last name or something. I don't yeah. Know. You, we got legal documentation. I'll bring with <laughs> you. I'm I've had to fill out a lot of legal documents in my life. Um, yeah. dude, I got, I got you cover. I know a guy like you'll get it mm-hmm. done 50 bucks. 
and a half warm pizza, it's good. Perfect. Um, my question is, and I encourage everybody, um, is it going to be a long ride on Saturday? Yes. Good. So, you need and, to fucking break mopeds. Like that's the goal. Oh, to no, fuck it. I mopeds, want trash mopeds. Mopeds will be broken. They'll be chased. We'll have all that set up, but we're doing a throwback to, um, I think it was the second to last no nose rally that happened here where they, the ride was to hell, Michigan. There's a town in Michigan called mm-hmm. hell. And so the ride is go to hell. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's a good ride, man. It's a long ride. It should be Saturday. We're going to ride out there, have lunch out there, ride back. That's going to be six, seven hours. Um, My question is, mm-hmm. what is your mileage between gas stops? Oh, don't. Yeah, we got Hobbits covered. We're talking 25, <laughs> mi- 25 miles max. I might, you know, I might, yeah. I, I might bring something out. Like that might be the rally. I bring a stock 103 at like, who knows? I'll rock 29 well, miles an hour, dude. Fuck it. We'll, uh, we'll have some gas on chase too and all that. But what was funny is someone who's tight with us and goes on a bunch of rides with us and is helping us with the rally is Brian, you know, yeah. Brian F of yep. zero yep. best yep. guy. Um, and he was in, he was in Seattle. He was in the mosquito fleet back in mm-hmm. like 2003, 2004, all that. Oh yeah. Brian's um, been around a while. Yeah. A long time. So he's helping us put this together and he's the one who threw that out there. He's like, we, we need gas stops every 25 miles for, for hobbits. So yeah. we need to plan that, you know? <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> yeah. hmm. Um, so yeah, dude, now you got, Oh, so I got, dude, I got so much shit going on in my personal life. That I can't really talk about yet. Like, Oh, I don't like, I don't know how I'm going to fit this all in. Cause you know, it's all about me. Um, <laughs> you got that uh yeah. <laughs> so but like okay you got that and remember don't take it any of it too serious like just it's all gonna it's all gonna be mopeds it's all gonna work out um oh, yeah. what are you gonna are you gonna try to hit chicago or like the minute and then you got casseroles like that's anybody who can get up to minnesota in the fall dude i highly recommend that one like, no, I would love, I would love to hit Chicago, love to hit Castle Rollers. Um, and then when's the zeros is like September. Yeah. September 8th. That's going to be just like a good rally, dude. Like it's, yeah. it just, it's a zeros, dude. They always put out good, everything, you know, you got land squids. Uh, yeah. Eighth through the 10th, uh, Castle Rollers gonna be there's a lot of good fall stuff going on this year dude which makes me really happy you know september 5th 15th through the 17th got moped the 22nd through the 24th firing squad don't forget all the racing you can do um yeah wizards dude i'm sorry i forgot their stuff like go check it out guys moped army we all know it we all love it um you know and i really am kind of bummed i'm not gonna be able to go to santa fe Cause that is such a unique and awesome town. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, Goatheads, Goatheads, Chris and Sophia and all them out there, they, they'll show you a good time. Like, and that's moped people. I say this every week. Like there's not, I, I've never had a rally that's really been shitty. Like it's been shitty because I've been shitty and that's it. Sure. No, it's the, I mean, yeah, it's like a lot of rallies this summer. I'm going to, I'm going to try to get to a couple. I've got a lot going on this summer personally too. I've got, you know, um, my, my day job, what I usually do is in a pretty rough spot right now. I've been in the mortgage industry for like 10 years, um, just kind of fell into it. But as a lot of people know, rates are super high and there's no business. And so it's just brutal so i just started a uh powder coating business actually awesome. yeah i was going to talk to and no i'll back up one second people rates are not terrible because like my like i was talking to my mom about this a little bit today like her and my dad and this was back in the 80s like 11%. they were yeah they're like yeah. we knew a guy new guy new guy type of deal we ended up getting eight percent and it was like which we were lit in ecstatic about so like yeah. It's not that big a deal, everybody. Don't be, don't it's, be fearful. Historically, it's definitely been a lot worse, but uh, mm-hmm. it's a it's um you know respectively to what they've been a couple years ago. So, yeah, day job's a little rough right now, but been working to get that little business off the ground. So, 
I'm busy, but I'm hoping to definitely carve out some time to hit at least a couple rallies and hopefully throw a banger of a rally here. So I'm really excited um, for that. But let's let's circle back, dude. I don't mean to jump on you. Uh, what um, what is your powder coating business? What do you do? Like, let's take it through. Let's take it through that, Matt. Yeah, sure. Um, so that just kind of started because when times were good and I had a bunch of, um, like we were talking about earlier, extra money to get into some, you know, fun, silly things. I thought I'm going to buy a powder coating oven so I can do my own wheels and do my own frames and do them mm -hmm. for friends and whatever. Um, so got an oven, it's like five by four by three, perfectly sized for all things moped related and, and motorcycle related. Um, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, when stuff started slowing down with my day job, I was like, I've got this equipment. I should, I should just see what's up. So Got a little website put together, you know, did all the goofy stuff on Google. So you come up when, when people search for you and people can find you and just kind of getting it going now. So it's been, it's been fun. I've done a couple uh little projects. Um, you probably know Andy Thompson, him and I did a tank and a swing arm for a TSM that he's working on. Right. Uh, yeah. So some fun little stuff. It's a cool process, man. It's, mm -hmm. and it's, and it's fun to do too, you know? Yeah. Um, are you getting, are you getting into just single stage, if you will, powder stuff? Are you doing the like dual stuff that they've been powder? Yeah, really? So... I've never, I always ignored it for a long time because in a past life, I was a painter and okay. it, like I was, I painted, I grew up in a body shop. I've, you know, started out like with uh, enamel to solvent to water. Um, H I've done I've done electrostatic wet, which is fucking very gnarly. Um, yeah, I was actually a painter, painter at Caterpillar for five years in their road paving division, and like that was nuts, dude. Like you ran, like they had those guns like turned up. We went through like fifty gallons of paint every three days. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm definitely doing both. You know, I mean, for some finishes, like. You know, you start with a base and then you do a clear or you start with a gray and do a color over top. Mm -hmm. So dual stages, um, it's kind of the same thing. It's just, you know, you got to know what you're doing with with temps and how long you cure the first coat versus the second coat. But mm -hmm. yeah, man, all, all that stuff. Um, it's kind of funny, too, since getting it up, I thought I would just get like a lot of moped stuff, a lot of motorcycle parts and like car rims. Right. Mm -hmm. But I've gotten rant, like some lady called and wanted a handrail for her house done someone else wanted their patio set powder coated just weird weird yeah, stuff that's yeah. awesome like how big an oven do you have it's uh so it's not that big it's five feet tall four feet wide three feet deep that's pretty sizable i mean yeah. yeah it's good for doing a set of car rims for doing frames for doing motorcycle frames it can fit all that stuff so patio furniture whatever patio furniture mostly um and then about the same size uh sandblasting cabinet and then uh a stripping station of like really gnarly, nasty hydrofluoric acid to strip old paint mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So yeah, it's a good little setup and took a little while to kind of get it all right and get it working, but it's up and running, man. So that's been kind of fun. No, that's awesome. Um, let's talk. I want to know about the banana pre or what was your grand pre you did? Oh, the uh, banana vis. The ban ban banana vis. Like yeah. that was hilarious play on words um yeah the banana bus that's how, uh that's how did that come, how did right that now. come about and like where'd you find it because like half the trick to finding it to owning a grand prix is finding one for sure um so i found that man and that's just like one of like so many bikes that i've had or still have but i found that with my buddy rodney who was actually someone else in this area that's just been into mopeds for a long time. He also has a VW van. We both love the Grateful Dead, just like we all love the same stuff. And he like did no-nose rallies back in the day, but he's always been to mopeds. And so him getting back into it, him and I found this Grand Prix and a Peugeot 103 uh, mm -hmm. that this um, guy was selling out in Ferndale. And I was like, dude, let's go get these. I want the Grand Prix. You should take the 103. Let's build them up, whatever. Um, what a so guy. What a guy allowing him to have a 103 over a Grand Prix. God, Matt, yeah. I tell you what, with friends like I these, know. I tell you. <laughs> I know. Who needs enemies? I'm such a gentleman. Um, yeah, yeah. He was, I think, 
and the 103 came with a cool setup it had like the melosi stroker crank that like you can't really get anymore you so don't it, have to lie, it, dude. you can stop bullshitting your friend who's gonna end up listless <laughs> It had some nice goodies. No, it um, had really good tires on it. Yeah, um, it had one good tire. Uh, yeah, the I think the brake light worked even. Um. Yeah, um, yeah, you got it. But so so that's where I got it. the The one hundred three was nice. So like it's it had nice decent paint, some cool mm -hmm. decals. the fu The fucking Grand Prix was just murdered out rattle can black. The whole oh, goddamn okay. thing. Oh um, yeah yeah. So what, it was, what what did it start life as blue or gold? Blue. Fuck. Yeah. That... And it's and the and the guy gave me the blue uh side covers for it that he took off. Those are still decent. So part of me was like, should I go through all the terrible work of trying to sand this back down to blue and get it back? And I was like, I'm not doing that shit. And so instead I went all in on making this really silly Grand Prix with remind me about your Grand Prix side covers. I gotta talk to you about those afterwards. Like if okay. you want to get rid of them, I know some of you might be looking. But They're yeah, sitting yeah. in my garage. I will definitely get rid of them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, kind of silly, but the uh, the build on that was uh, fun. That's just like an uh, aerosol 70cc kit. Um, it's got Melosi cases. Um, I had to fab up this little uh, spacer because I wanted to run before that I had a Moby with just like a full Doppler setup mm -hmm. with the ER3 variator, but with the idle function. So it just has that little bearing in it. Yeah. yeah. And so you don't have to run the whole clutch pulley. And I wanted to do that because I just like how simple that is. Um, but they don't sell that for a Peugeot. Right. So I kind of mix mixed up the innards and run uh, like a Moby ER3 with that idle um, function and then just a regular pulley on the back. And uh, yeah, did all that, did a lot of work on the swing arm. I put, um, got rid of like where the pegs, the pedals would usually be off the pulley mm -hmm. and move those back to the swing arm, welded up a launch lever um, to be right at your foot, had to re-weld a Doppler pipe to sweep under all that. So it was like a good amount of work that went into yeah. it, but that is, that bike like rips the takeoff's great. It goes up to 60 fast. So it's like super fun. Dude, that's awesome. Like, and I, yeah. I love that, like, that's where I, like, with my Mondial, I'm torn. How how crazy do I want to go with this? Because it's still really fucking complete, and it's still it's really clean, nice. isn't it? Yeah, it's, I, well, and I'm a critic. I would, and I'm not going to bullshit people like, yeah, this is like a $1,200, but, like, I, got, I stole that bike because the fucking Craigslist flipper didn't know what he had. Nice. condition wise i'd say it's a c plus like okay yeah like it's clean but there's some there's a the headlight bezel there's a there's an issue on that there's some scratches here or there the seat okay. has one little nick in it but like one you know it the paint pops big time nice. on it um the frame isn't rusted the wheels are a little bit but like that's okay it it's like it had issues right away because the bike had like 250 miles on it. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So like, you know, the tank wasn't rusty at all, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah, like how was your tank? Was it clean or? The tank, the tank's good. Yeah. The tank on the Grand Prix is good. Um, and you know, it's, it's kind of has that faux top tank, right? The whole top. Yeah. Is just a I had truck. one for like a year and like I rode it a bit and I'm like, I'm over it. <laughs> like I don't yeah. know, it was it was the whole the journey. Like Lee Pinkerton and I, like he doesn't have his anymore. <laughs> I don't have my like oh, yeah. I, so I thought that's where you got the Mondial. No, I got the Mondial last fall. Race. Nope. Okay. Lee you got, got a Mondial. And a Mondial, which Lee still has. I got a motor and that was roached out, but I was so fucking tired. I didn't realize how roached out it was. And Lee okay. got a GL10 from the Mad Brapper. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I remember seeing I remember seeing that whole journey, seeing pictures oh. of it. Oh, uh, dude, that was such a march. Like, and I'd do it again. Like, don't worry, don't like get me wrong. Like, I sold that mine, sold that bike cheap-ish for what it what it what it is, but like, and I still, dude, it'll it'll I, I can say I owned a Grand Prix and I rode it around the block and like yeah. yeah. Lee's uh Lee's also great, big fan of Lee. Oh yeah, Lee's super nice guy. Like yeah. 
I mean, even though it's like I think he's a quarter Canadian, but we won't hold that against him. Uh, that's what makes him so friendly. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, just wave maple syrup around the kid and like he'll he'll be your best friend ever. It's great. I go over the trick to going to Lee's house is you put some maple syrup behind your ears, dude, and like he just gets really nice. I don't get it. Like I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um but no, I can't he's got his GL ten, I think maybe done, maybe yeah, I don't know. Close. Yeah. Close yeah. To. That'll yeah. be cool. Um yeah. but so you got that what what are some of your other fun builds you got? So uh, let me see what I got right now. I actually last year, because of like crazy downturn in my day job industry, sold a good amount of bikes. Mm-hmm. And it was it was twofold. It was like the spare cash was helpful at the time. But also I, I just I had like 38 bikes or something. And I was like, while yeah. I love all of these, I don't need all of them. So um, sold some good builds last year. I had like I had a Pook mini cross, a little four speed Pook that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um sold that i ended up with the the weatherman it was a pook maxi weatherman that was like a really old school build hmm. uh, around detroit that actually was built originally by the weatherman for columbus ohio okay um, so that was kind of funny because somewhere in there there was a shot of him holding it up on tv like <laughs> on his weather show yeah. um so funny i had that bike but i sold that but right now i've got um so i've got that grand prix I've got uh Motobacane with full Doppler setup. That's a lot of fun. I just buttoned up a, a Chow that um, has the full like Melosi MP1 setup. So oh wow, yeah. MP1 four stud cases, yep. the big big depths kit, the Melosi uh, PHBG intake, the Melosi Extreme Blaster pipe. What'd you intake. do for your subframe? Have you reinforced that? What rewound no. it? <laughs> Yeah, don't run, like i'm saying this as a friend maybe ride it once and then fucking grind all the paint off and read it like you need a subframe like there's no yeah. fucking way that bike can handle that it's got a it's got a crossbar that stiffens it up a little bit but that's it right now and yeah. no trust me like when i it took a while to dial in and get it right but uh, I did just a few days ago and took it out on like a quick little speed run to see where I was at. And I did 61 on that fucking Jesus challenge. fucking Christ. And it was terrifying. Yeah. Those things um, are terrifying at 25. Like totally. it was yeah. like, it was like taking a turn and just walking around. I yeah. mean, it was super scary. So yeah, Dude, definitely, that's awesome. definitely need, need some work it. on that, but that setup's fun. Ton of power. Um, what else do I have right now? I've got, Another little child that's mild, but I love riding it. Does forty five all day. Yeah. Um, I've got a whole setup to do a chow like scooter, like a go pad. Have you ever seen one of these? I've seen. See, I've seen pictures of it, and it. Um, did they did uh, Piaggio ever actually make those, or are those like modded things that people? Have they're done? all they're all modded, and like a bunch of Euro dudes do them. So basically, think chow, yeah. and then like the square post kind of rigid chow you chop the whole seat assembly off so it's just the flat chow and then you put 10 inch wheels on it Mm -hmm. and then long handlebars and you ride it like a little go pad um so i've got a whole setup to do one of those just haven't started yet but that'll be a funny little project um but yeah and then i've got still have that magna max i've got a fantic sprinter um awesome yeah dude did you get that off one of the black pipes because i know one of no, I didn't get that one. His was a lot. His was a lot cleaner than mine. I got mine off of uh, Davide, who's in Detroit. Um, okay. And that that needs some work and some cleaning up, and just haven't gotten to it yet. It's got. I know at one point Ryan Crank made two pipes for a Fanex printer. One went to Andy Thompson, and one went on this bike. So it's already got a crank pipe on it. Oh, right um, on. And then, let me see. I've got two Hobbits that need some love in my garage. I got you know. But the two things, two things I'm most excited about, I'm going to redo my Magnum X. I've got a, uh, a Kickstarter E50 that's already had the, some extra surface put on the cases okay. for a KX65 cylinder for a water-cooled um, oh, KX65 wow. cylinder. Yeah. And it's got one of the HK racing clutches, um, a PVL ignition that'll run a water pump on the ignition side too mm-hmm. uh, for the water cooling. And so I want to put that together and put a kind of extended swing arm on that Magnum X and 
some longer front uh, forks to make it more of like little dirt ped stance. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited to start that. And then I've got all the kind of bits put together to do like a motobacane, uh, kind of like a track bike. I've got like a full like uh, Bidula, uh 50cc racing engine set up. Uh, full oh, yeah. for a Moby. So I want to get started on that too, but yeah, you gotta get out there and kick Shane Johnson's ass. Yeah. Uh, I would maybe try to give him a run, but you know, man, not enough time in the day. So no, dude. And that's like you builders amaze me. Cause like, I cannot keep myself in the garage that long to do all that because I just want to fucking, it's nice out. I want to go ride. Same. Same. Yeah. And this spring, this spring was all about getting that chow, my other chow, the Grand Prix, the Moby, all those like running solid so that I just mm -hmm. had bikes to just bikes to ride all summer. Yeah, uh, dude. Cause yeah, yeah. And you know, it's like the Midwest had such a hard winter. Dude. Yeah. It was crazy, <laughs> yeah. man. Those Michigan had two storms that brought down so many fucking trees in my property that all I did for two months was chainsaw trees up and Jesus. stack wood. Yeah. All I did all my free time for two months. So Dude, yeah. I was terrified. The last, one of the last snowstorms we got was heavy, wet, and bad. Like it came in quick. And I have some like taller, like pine things. I'm not. I'm not a botanist. I don't know what the hell they are, but they're mm -hmm. nice because they block me off from my neighbors. So like my backyard's very secluded, even though I'm in St. Paul. But like they yeah. were bending down. These are like twenty foot like circle pine trees. They were bending down, and I'm like, oh god! And I came. I like quick scooped as much snow off shook them off and watched them slowly kind of spring Go back, back dude. Yeah. yeah. I was terrified. But yeah. there we go. We're talking about the damn weather again. That's just what I love <laughs> right. to do. Um, right. So, yeah, dude, I think we're kind of wrapping up a little bit. Um, no, I'm excited for the summer, and I'm excited to get out to your place and see your builds, dude, because, like, that's one of the rallies I have to hit, like, just because it's something new. And that's what I love. I, I enjoy new – rallies happening because like i mean every city's awesome and we can go right in but like definitely check this one out i i i'm can't encourage people enough to go check out the clark family band rally i think clark family I think, band yeah yeah it's gonna be a good one um no, it'll be a lot of fun and we got man ton of raffle stuff like so many people came through um two sweet raffle bikes we're finishing up so it'll be it'll be a blast it'll be a mm -hmm. good time yeah, and I hear one's going to be a derby, so... One is going to be a derby. Has to it, be for the Clarks, man. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Dylan told me, oh, we're going to have a derby. Well, no shit, dude. I didn't even need to be told that to know that. Like, yeah. come on. That's what you guys yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll have you guys on here in a couple of weeks. We'll do a rally preview. Uh, Matt, I can't thank you enough for coming on Second Chance of Moped Podcast. And don't forget, my guy, mopeds are dumb. That's our dumb. Thanks, Jim. All right, dude. We'll talk to you later. All right, Bye. See you, man. And okay, everybody, you know me. I'll stick my foot in my mouth and like every once in a while on the podcast, but like I don't try to bring up dirt because really, who cares? And Matthew and I were sitting there chit chatting. Everybody who was at the Daggers rally knew what happened to Matt. Or they knew of they didn't maybe know Matthew's name at the time. I call you Matt Matthew. It's all yep. it all works. Everybody, if you remember, there's a bike delivery, and why don't you why don't you take it from there, Matthew? There's a bike delivery. I got a crazy Simonini, uh, you know, one of the 80cc complete engine powered Vespa C that was like built to the nines, like powder coated disc brake, beautiful bike, um, mm -hmm. built really really nicely, and I got it from Paul. Was it Paul Johnson? uh yeah paul from the slopeds like yeah paul from the slopeds yeah um, that bike was not fucking slow that bike was way no. too fast um, paul is such a nice guy but i'll say this like he just seems pissed <laughs> off paul i love you and I, there's not much i wouldn't do for you but like if you don't know paul you could see how he's angry at you i haven't met him unfortunately someone else brought it to the daggers uh for me and i i traded him a derby uh slacks plus some cash so mm -hmm. spine by me um but if everyone, you know, if anyone doesn't know what happened, Paul rode that bike a bunch and it was always, you know, he said it was always great. It was reliable as, as reliable as probably a 65 mile an hour plus bike can be. Mm -hmm. um, and I took that thing for a quick rip at the daggers rally 
uh, after, you know, giving the cash and the bike for it. And that thing seized hard in like under an eighth of a mile, like immediately hard seized. And who knows, man, like that thing had to travel to get there. I don't know. Gas got jumbled around. The carb got clogged. Like we don't fucking know. Um, and everyone else was like seemingly more bummed than I was. I, I just ripped the top end off real quick. And yeah, ring caught the exhaust port, completely smeared the kit, um, hit up the dudes from Dose and was just like, how much is one of these top ends thinking it's some crazy semenini, super expensive shit. And the top end is like 200 bucks. Um, yeah. It's not that bad. Because everybody so, sees that complete motor, which is like, what is it? What, yeah, yeah. It's like 1800, yeah. some shit like that. Yeah, It'll, yeah, yeah. It's like, fuck. So yeah. you think it's crazy. So I just, but everything else seemed fine. Bottom end seemed fine. So I just hit up Paul and said, would you split the kit with me? And he's like, for sure. Take a hundred bucks off the bike. Um, and I was like, word, I get a fresh top end. I'll slap that on when I get home. And I did. And the bike, and I tuned it back in and that bike ran great. I took it on a bunch of rides, rode it all over. I hit at 1.68 miles an hour on that bike. And it was That's fucking awesome. insane, dude. Um, what kind of gas mileage does it get though? like negative 10 miles the gallon i don't okay. even know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like how far can you go till you run out yeah thing just eats gas um yeah. and the only other thing and paul told me too is it is just so loud it's just like i gotta if hear, you, I you love can imagine that. what a what 500 cc chainsaw would sound <laughs> like that's what it sounded like i mean it was like deeply disturbing to ride um for me and everyone around me so, so awesome so then actually kind of full circle, I ended up selling it because I just didn't ride it that much to a guy local. And he was like, yeah, I want a crazy fast fest, but let's do this mm -hmm. and sold it to him, you know, got about the same price for it that I got it from Paul. So I was like, happy, mm -hmm. all good in moped world. And as soon as he got it, the fucking bearing, the blindside bearing, like seized up in the case and cracked the case. <gasps> So literally exactly what happened to Paul when he sold it to me mm. happened to me when I sold it to this guy. Oh no. Um, so it was like full circle. And I was like, dude, that engine just makes so much fucking power. That shit's going to go wrong. And so what I did is I said, well, hit up dose and see how much a set of cases were. And they weren't that bad. It was like 250 bucks. Oh, wow. And Bless those, because you know yeah. they're giving people like they could they're, they're they could upcharge up. they could upcharge big for those and like no nobody be the wiser. They're hooking it up, and so the dude who bought it for me, we split the cost of the cases, <laughs> and he's like, and he's rebuilding it right now, and he's almost done, and it's gonna rip again for however long it wants to until it blows up again. So, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, nothing new under the sun, man. And like, I felt bad for the situation. And because I saw it, I'm like, oh, my, my nuts went into my chest when I saw that. I'm like, uh, and like, no, because Paul's such a good guy. And like, I, I have all the respect in the world for Paul, everything he does. Um, yeah. And I knew I didn't say nothing. Like everybody's no. like, well, this, that it's like, what, what the, shut the fuck up. Like let them no, deal. It was, yeah. It wasn't, it was, you know, it was nothing on him. He, he wrote it all over the place. Didn't give him any problems. And it was nothing on me. I didn't do anything crazy. I took it around the block and it mm -hmm. seized at, at, Shit a, happens. at, at 200, um, at 200 degrees. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like nothing, uh, nothing anyone could do about it. So no biggie, but that yeah. bike was wild, man. That thing was fucking scary. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Yeah. We're going to wrap it up for real this time. Uh, thank you, Matthew again for coming on the second chance of Moped podcast. Uh, and yes, mopeds are still dumb. All right, dude. Bye-bye.